Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. Going down the rabbit hole and getting human with it, getting personal with it and emotional with it really is what good technology is about. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Today's We Are LA Tech episode shout out goes to Dizzy, also called Diana. She goes by both. She's from Belarus. Just got to Los Angeles. We met at the LA Podcasters Meetup in person. So exciting to meet her. She even took the time to go through and write notes on everything she learned at the LA Podcasters Meetup in her latest Instagram post. Be sure to check her out on Instagram. D dot L-I-A-S-H. K-E-V-I-C-H. That's D dot L-I-A-S-H. K-E-V-I-C-H. Dizzy, thank you so much for supporting We Are LA Tech. Your awesome social media posts. It was so much fun to see and so valuable for the community. Reach out to Dizzy on Instagram and let her know you found her via We Are LA Tech. Join thousands of people in LA Tech on our We Are LA Tech Facebook group where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to wearelatech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's wearelatech.com slash community. So entering into this new year, I've been thinking a lot about what does the word success mean to me? And I actually think I've been thinking about this in the past and I used to say that success is about taking action, but I think success at the core is not only about taking action, it's about taking consistent action, just being really consistent and really intentional. And so that's what I'd like to see for myself in 2021 is this that I am consistent and intentional through and through. And I don't try to get anywhere overnight or fast track or get frustrated. I mean, I think it's only human that, you know, I'll continue to get frustrated if I'm trying to reach a certain metric of some sort. But I want to do my best to stay focused on just that really consistent action. I remember at the end of the last year, I read James Clear book, Atomic Habits, and I want to revisit Atomic Habits. And he talks about just doing two minutes of something each day. And I was on a path for a while and then I fell off that path. And I think, again, that's only human and natural. Like we all go through ebbs and flows, but at least I want to really give it my best shot to give my full attention to consistency in this year to come. Consistent, practical, slow action. (laughs) Anyway, I hope you guys are having a good start to the new year and enjoy the episode. Bye. Welcome back 
to the We Are LA Tech podcast, celebrating LA Tech companies and talent. So excited for our next guest. Welcome, Izzy. Hello. Wow, Esprit, that was the, I, I need to carry you around in my pocket, Esprit. <laughs> that was amazing. Everyone needs that. <laughs> Even I need that a lot of mornings. Izzy, hi. We met on Clubhouse. You happen yes. to be in LA Tech as well, which is crazy. Go ahead and to kick things off, share with everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, my name is Izzy Pollock. I'm the director of the Avatar and Digital Goods Software Developer Kit, SDK, at Genes, an avatar technology company creating the next human race right here in sunny Southern California, Venice Beach, Los Angeles. And how large is your team? I guess we just before the break pushed to 56 up from like 24 back at the beginning of lockdown. And when was the company founded? Uh, three years back, right about now, I just got the LinkedIn notification. Uh, we became Genies pursuing this idea of creating digital clones, uh, you know, your digital identity that lives across the internet. And we've been, we've been pushing it ever since. What draws you to the culture of Genies? Why is Genies where your heart lives? Oh, it's for sure the family orientation. You know, the, the folks that I, I work with, they're way more than just members of our team. They're our family members. You know, we're making music together. We're, we're talking up until two in the morning on Discord about, the, about cyberpunk, you know, the next video game drop, fashion, whatever it might be. We have a really strong way of bringing our team in, bringing them, uh, everyone on the same page, same as our investors, same as our, the talent that we work with, same as the brands that we partner with. That culture permeates everything that we do, and it's what drew me to the company originally. And are you able to share the extent of backing that Genius has had? Yeah, I mean, we have an eclectic group of investors, uh, you know, accredited entrepreneurs like Thomas Toll and Jim Breyer, uh, who was first money in Facebook, also folks like Scooter Braun and several others. On the institution side, we have NEA, Foundation and Trinity and several others out of the Bay, uh, New York and beyond. And then we have a swath of strategic celebrities, folks like uh, Jared Goff, Sean Mendez, Carmelo Anthony, you know, Kyrie Irving, and the list goes on and on and on. So far, raised a little over $40 million, and we uh, just uh, finished being preempted into a round, COVID round, to help with our Asia expansion to Tokyo. We just opened an office there. How with exciting. Namco. Yeah, no, it's, wow. it's like honestly a childhood dream come true. I studied randomly Japanese in high school because they didn't offer Chinese, and so I figured if I could learn the characters, at least then when I did learn Chinese, I'd have a little bit of a head start. It's really come full circle. It's so beautiful, and I can't wait to get out to Tokyo. And walk us through your day-to-day. What does your day-to-day look like? Oof, man. I, I mean, sometimes we get on Zoom calls with the team, like internal team calls, and we just start giggling because like the context switching is super gnarly. And my background's in acting and directing. And so three years back, I would have had no idea that I'd be talking about blockchain, digital collectibles, you know, Gucci, digital identities and the future of the human race, like all in a matter of a 20 minute phone conversation. And even kind of going back to our pre-roll conversation that unfortunately, I guess, is lost to the sands of time, going down the rabbit hole and getting human with it, getting personal with it and emotional with it really is what good technology is about. And because of the wide variety of conversations that we have, with everyone, you know, in our orbit, we tend to connect, you know, very deeply. And, and that, again, that pointing back to that family vibe, it's how we keep it, you know, at least ideally with everyone. And so everyone has a really clear picture. Who is your target customer? How does the company operate? You know, all these celebrities and backers, like, 
what's a win look like for genies? Yeah. So, I mean, certainly Gen Z and millennials are our core demographic. You know, it's the folks who are driving culture. But, you know, they say, uh, you know, everyone's a social media native nowadays. Everyone 8 to 80 has an Instagram or, you know, has, uh, has understood conceptually what an avatar is at this point. But, you know, they've kind of had stunted views and perceptions of the true potential of what avatars are and can be. And so we're looking to be the leader in front of the pack with that. And I feel like as a virtual community with the pandemic, I feel like avatars are one of the ways that we'll be able to simulate in-person connection while we're not allowed to be in person. Do you agree with that? Certainly. I mean, in any virtual environment, a visual representation tends to be very useful, right? There are some circumstances when you don't have that, but for the most part, most folks want to represent themselves in some visually relatable way. And so to craft a universal representation of you, you know, for a while there, the most that we had to express ourselves and our identities online. And it's very sad when you actually think about it. But the most we had was a MySpace era circular photo and a username. And is right. that really, is that all who you are? Is that Esprit and, you know, Devora? I don't know. And it's, I'm it's, definitely it's, a yeah. circular photo. Just kidding. In real life. Yeah. Yeah. Too. I walk around yeah. like a little bubble. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you see Genies going in the future? Like, what has success been like? I feel like even that you raised money in a pandemic mm. is a success. But what does success look like mm. genuinely for you guys in 2020? And then what does success look like in 2021? Yeah. I mean, just to quickly jump off what you said, though, about raising capital, it's like, you know, it's like the old adage about real estate goes. It's like there's always a good deal to be had in any market condition, mm. you know? And so when you talk about raising capital on the venture side of things, it's like, yeah, it would probably be super hard to like raise money for a brick and mortar restaurant right now. But Ordermark, you know, my boy Alex Cantor, shout out Ordermark, incredible company, incredible values and structure and leadership based right here in LA. They just raised $120 million from SoftBank. So we had a joke, we had a joke, you know, and anyone who gets money from an institution, you know, you always uh, get like a few pennies, (laughs) like, like from transfer, like fees or whatever, or just uh, exchange rates. Like you'll always get a few dollars or a few, excuse me, a few pennies underneath. I would just like to ask anyone listening, if y'all have any ideas about how we can fix that. So folks can take in all their capital that they're raising. (laughs) I feel like it's a worthy cause for us to investigate. Wait, but tell us what is open mark? And do you know where in LA they're based? Oh, excuse me. Order mark, like you're ordering order mark. food. And do you know, know the? Do you happen to know the URL too? Uh, I think if you just Googled order mark, which is like their primary organization or their subsidiary, which spins up virtual kitchen concepts with celebrities and brands. Oh, called like Next Father Bite. Foods. Yes, I guess. I, I'm not really familiar so much with the ghost kitchen or virtual um, restaurant space, but they have a brand their primary company, Ordermark, they just raised from SoftBank and then their subsidiary, this virtual restaurant concept accelerator, I guess is really what it is. They're killing it too. But yeah, I don't know much about the field, you know. So I'll include Ordermark in the show notes. It's ordermark.com. And the money doesn't just disappear. It just gets reallocated to other areas that make sense for that moment. And even to take it a step farther though, because you're right, that's absolutely true. The, the way that folks who are investing in opportunities right now are talking about money is that money has never been so cheap, Hmm. right? That's the way 
investors, angels, you know, who, whomever in the space venture, that's how they're thinking about it. Money has never been so cheap. And the truth of it, more often than not, is that someone hasn't cracked their own story yet if they're having an issue, right? Because someone's not investing because you found, you know, the promised land, but if they're investing in you because they think you probably have a good sense of how to get there. And so that's just what my common experience is, even you bringing up this idea of the pandemic and it being difficult. I think it's folks who haven't cracked their story yet because that's, I think, more than 90% of it. What LA tech resources have you guys utilized to go further? Like have some of your investors been from LA or have they all been out of LA? I hear that's something that happens a lot. Have there been accelerators or events or different organizations that have helped you accelerate genies further? Yeah. I mean, LA just as an organism accelerated Mm. genies forward. A little over three years ago, there were like four of us up in the Bay. Tech, you know, Palo Alto, you know, SF born and bred tech kids uh, working on like the predecessor and like what eventually became genies. And the move to LA to build this founding team around this notion of the next human race and a new layer of the internet with digital identities. The team was looking for what LA is. (laughs) The word that comes to mind, although I don't really want to say it, is razzle-dazzle, but it is, you know, it is that sheen. It is that entertainment, sports, like LA is becoming the hub of media, tech, Mm. and venture, you know, the cross-section of it. And so they saw that and they came down here to build out what, you know, became the founding team of Genies. What do you think LA is going to look like post-pandemic? What do you think is in the future for the community of LA Tech? You know, there's a really interesting book called Ishmael, which is about a talking orangutan or gorilla that has telepathic powers and communicates to a young man that finds him (laughs) like the law of the world. And the law of the world, essentially, and there's a better name for it in the book, is that like in an ecosystem, when like a dominant in the hierarchy of the food chain, like animal eats out the one below it, you know, it starts to die out until that category gets replenished. And so I feel like I'm, what I'm worried about Los Angeles isn't like the tech venture ecosystem, like not having resources or being able to pursue their objectives or like whatever, but it's like, what's going to happen when supposedly over 55% of folks who are enjoying the moratorium for not paying rent leave their homes Mm. because they can't afford. We're like in like the poverty in Los Angeles is like, is heartbreaking. I was driving home the other night from a beautiful party with some splendid intellectual, you know, thriving, awoke, like beautiful souls. And I'm driving along Lincoln Boulevard on the way home. And I passed by a car rental shop with a Lamborghini fenced in. One of those really sick SUVs. Right. And I see this, and in front of the gate, is this old woman shivering her ass off, walking, just walking. Most apparently, it seemed like she was not going to uh, sleeping in a bed this evening, I should say. And it's like, that's what I'm worried about in LA, is that all of us who are so capable, where are we for our city right now? Because it seems like LA was treated like, uh, you know, a sponge and wrung dry. And now it's like, what of it? You know, so that's kind of where my mind's at with this Los Angeles. I don't want to get into like politics much, but I do think it's interesting how L.A., if not California, has been one of the hardest with restrictions. And then also 
then just hit so hard as well. <laughs> like it's not helping. And you know what though? But I, I think I appreciate even you articulating it as politics. To me, it's beyond politics. Like the, the way I really feel about it and what I'm going to go into in my first track that I'm dropping, like my first original song that I come out with my single, whatever the first song on the album, it's like, it's basically like, oh, how convenient is it for all of us who have to argue about a red and blue flag? Like when there's people, grandmothers, daughters, mothers sleeping cold on the sidewalk in our cities, you know? And it's like, we're all under this false assumption of our evolution, of our wealth, of our prosperity, of our awareness. And it's like, nah, like we're all under like a spell to think there's not a massive problem in this country. And it has nothing to do with politics. And in some cases, not even race, you know, or gender. It's a human it's a human problem that we're all suffering from, thinking that there's not an issue with how we treat all of our citizens. Those are the real shadow class of this country, you know. So is there something that the LA tech community can do in, in healing our economy um, with this pandemic? You know, there are plenty of incredible organizations, Feeding America, Kitchens for Good in San Diego that wants to end homelessness. What everyone can do is educate themselves on where their money and donations go. Some organizations are perpetuating hunger, like food banks, rather than healing or solving it like a Band-Aid, right? Rather than going to the source. And then I'm um, doing things directly. Maybe not during COVID because it's dangerous, but the, the most fulfillment I've ever got from working with communities has come from doing it hand-to-hand. You know, we used to give haircuts in Venice directly, working with a, an incredible hairstylist. She and myself, you know, built a community around directly working with the folks affected by a lack of resources here in, in Los Angeles. And so just do research on the organizations you support and get your hands dirty when it's safe too. So what does success look like for Genies in 2021? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a really straightforward game plan because going into COVID, you know, we were approached by several organizations in the music space and in the film space and in the M&A space and uh, in the sports space and, and entertainment broadly uh, to figure out what our long-term plans are. So essentially, you know, Justin Bieber just leaked his 3D Genie uh, for example, for the release of his latest track, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. There was like Times Square billboard activations. There was, uh, you know, he posted it uh, and used a genie on Instagram. There was an IGAR sticker, you know, a broad, a really broad campaign, just to tease. We're going to be seeing a few high-level celebrity genie sightings multiple times a week starting January 1. And we're really excited about what the agency front looks like. And then, of course you know, continuing to grow our partnerships, you know, it's where everyday people can find and create their own genies, which our vision is that everywhere you spend your time digitally, you know, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Giphy, if you're shopping, retail, e-commerce, Gucci, whatever, wherever you travel, wherever you go, you see a representation of you, your genie, your little 3D Pixar animated Esprit. She's built into the UI, the user interface and the user experience of the platform. And it's portable. You bring her everywhere or them, or he, or whatever you craft your genie to be. Why do we need a genie versus just being ourselves? Walk us mm-hmm. through for those of us who mm-hmm. don't do a lot with avatars, maybe barely know what an avatar is mm-hmm. other than the movie Avatar. <laughs> like, yeah, where do we place an avatar in our minds and as business people? Mm-hmm. So first off, an avatar is a digital representation of you, right? A visual digital representation of you. 
in our philosophy, we believe a true avatar has to have real world value and real world utility. It can't just live in your keyboard and express emotions. It has to be a representation of you. And as we see the proliferation of virtual environments and expanded digital environments, as you know, there's this conflation of experience and consumption and of music and in fashion and in virtual spaces, right? All coming together as we all see these things, you know, collide. What we're seeing is people are representing their identities differently online, right? From something as simple as a crazy profile picture and a wild username to crafting entire characters to represent who they are on TikTok and making, you know, brands, essentially personal brands around an idea of a person that's crafted. It's a completely different representation. And to put the pin on all this, kids right now have anxiety about posting on social media because the bar is so high of what content can be that people literally don't even feel safe to post content. So with all of this in mind and hardware being at a place where it can support this, you know, it's actually kind of a safer and responsible idea to allow folks more freedom with how they represent themselves online and then how they interface with their various platforms to sort of bridge the gap between you know, what technology has been into a more human-centered design. So two last questions. One, where can people connect with Genies? And is Genies hiring? Ah, really great question. I mean, our team is certainly expanding rapidly, you know, mostly technical talent. The majority of our team is technical, graphics engineers, you know, uh, designers, et cetera. And if uh, any of the careers that we're, uh, positions that we're offering can be found in the career section on our website, genies.com. And where can people connect with you? Yeah, check me out first off on Spotify. (laughs) And then I guess Clubhouse or Twitter or Instagram or whatever. I think those are probably the TikTok under Izzy Pollock, I-Z-Z-Y, P as in Peter, O-L-L-A-K. I guess probably Instagram is the best nexus to tap in. Awesome. And my last question is a super selfish question. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's uh, it's because I love software and productivity. What is your favorite website, app, hardware? It could be any of them, mobile app. Wow, probably Clubhouse. Clubhouse, nice. Uh, Tell yeah, everybody yeah. what Clubhouse is. Yeah, Clubhouse is an audio-only social network that's kind of like having South by Southwest in your pocket. And I think it's not only significant to this generation on an intellectual level, of like spreading knowledge and distributing it more equally, but also like in an emotional awareness standpoint where people from disparate groups and different thoughts and backgrounds and opinions can come together and share a true synchronous conversation with just their voice without being distracted by visuals. You know, they can just share ideas very purely and frictionlessly with each other. And I think it's going to actually have a significant impact on society as this platform grows. And I'm grateful to be a part of it. Is there anything else, Izzy, that you wanted to say that you didn't say? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, kind of in our pre-roll conversation, I just put out a charity holiday album with all the proceeds going to Casa LA. They're the court-appointed special advocacy group who are putting consistent and healthy adults in the lives of abused and neglected children stuck in the foster care system. And uh, these kids need us most right now. 
They deserve someone who's there for them when no one else is. And so we've raised thousands of dollars to provide one healthy adult to a kid for a year, which is incredible. It's only a few grand to do this. And if you, you know, care and you're called to support this group, these children in, in our Los Angeles area, check out casala.org, I believe, to learn more and support. And thank you, Esprit, for allowing me to share that. Yeah, of course. And we'll include it in the show notes too. That's Please awesome. highlight them and, and the yes. Christmas album if you can. <laughs> yes. We just search your name on Spotify. Yeah. Izzy Pollock on Spotify. There's a fresh track coming out soon. My first freshman album, Forward, is coming in H1 2021. You, you got it. We'll include that in the show notes Thank too. You, Thanks, Esprit. Izzy. My pleasure. Thank you so much for hanging out Esprit. with the We Are LA Tech podcast. Yes. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. To connect and collaborate with more incredible people in the LA Tech community, remember to go to the We Are LA Tech Facebook group at wearelatech.com slash community. That's wearelatech.com slash community. Say hello on social at We Are LA Tech on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. You. Hi, my name is Izzy Pollock. I'm the director of the Avatar in Digital Goods SDK at Genie's, a avatar technology company based here in Venice Beach. And you're listening to We Are LA Tech. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Community spotlight coordination by Anna Freebay. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.